Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. So today we're talking about Roland, um, which I didn't bother to watch. And we approved that ahead of time, unlike approved like you submitted a request and um no it seemed fair because helen watched shapes and i didn't and i will watch roland so she doesn't have to um also just a reminder that we are having uh sound issues so if our sound quality is not as good as it has been at other times there's a part broken on zach's editing equipment and if it bothers you too much you can buy them a new one and also i changed one setting Maybe I sound different than last week. Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. And I'm going to try to stop sipping tea, except I'm not going to try to stop sipping tea because it's really good and it just made it and it's hot. So um, it's not as bad. I, I don't think we can be corrected okay. later about this. Um, but unless we're in person and using the good microphones. Ah, got it. As got obvious. It. Okay. So um if you hear off-putting <laughs> slurping noises punctuating this episode, that's what's going on. <laughs> I have a fresh pot of tea that I really want to drink. Yep. So I'm going to take us through the episode Roland, and then All Helen right. and I are going to play a little game. Uh, she doesn't know about it yet, but I did I make sure she has a coin. Yeah. Uh, so that I will do. be necessary. It's okay. a half dollar, which makes me feel really important. Fancy? Yeah. yeah. Very fancy. <laughs> Um, just a few other reminders. One is to read the, well, I mean, I don't know if I would say, if you want, read <laughs> the book, The X-Files Origins, number one, Agent of Chaos, yep. which is the first of two young adult novels about Mulder and Scully as teens. Yes. And, and we are reading and we'll probably discuss some of it next week. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yes. good. In fact, actually, next week, we're going to be talking about the Erlenmeyer flask, which (gasps) is, ah, and also the season finale. And so it seems kind of fitting to have, like, bonus content for that. Um, Also, please send us your stories. Um, You can do do that at... we want to believe pod <laughs> at gmail.com. I don't know why. It just went blank. That for was a moment. so hard. We want to believe pod at gmail.com. Or yeah. find us on Instagram at we want to believe pod. That's also the space to watch if we're going to have our production schedule change or like a delay yes. in episodes. There'll be an announcement about it on Instagram. Yep. Cool. So, Roland. All right. Let's Stop. talk about Roland. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what I remembered was physics. I thought there was a particle accelerator involved. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, there's not. Mm. No, there's a human accelerator. What? (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, Okay. So it starts in the Washington Institute of Technology, which is not a real place. And it's a, it's a physics lab. And it's nighttime and there's a janitor and he's kind of sweeping stuff up. And then he's trying to go through the store and he's struggling with the like swipe card. And there's a physicist. Um, oh, we find out his name later. Um, it, he's going to matter. Um, Dr. Nolet. And um, he is not very nice mm-hmm. to this janitor. He's like, come on, Roland, you should know how to do this. Blah, you know, and, and, uh, 
swipes him in. And then uh, you see Roland's cleaning in this room where there's two other scientists arguing. Um, a guy named Surnow and a, um, I've mixed up names. It doesn't matter that much. There is a mean physicist. I can't think of his name, right? Keats. Keats is the mean physicist. Okay. The one that yelled at Roland. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. The one that, the one that scolded Roland was Keats. And then two guys named Surnow and, um, why does it, it's Surnow and Nolet are arguing uh, and they're okay. like, they're showing that they have this big engine. Basically they're, they're, they have a wind tunnel and they're trying mm. to get the wind tunnel to go to make wind as fast as possible. Okay. And it's not working and they're arguing and they're like, there's something wrong with the equation. Ah, no, there isn't. Ah, you know, Would there and be so an equation involved, like, is that a, I mean, probably about in the engine and like, okay. it's some like fluid dynamic stuff. May okay. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I do think there would be an equation. Okay. Um, I, I mean, more than one okay. actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, one guy leaves. And so this guy, Surnow is the only one there. And by the way, these physicists are wearing white lab coats, which is not a thing physicists do. Wait, um, ever? No, why would we? Uh, so you don't get the physics on you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just, it, it's funny that we're having the conversation because in lab last week, uh, I have a class that has a lot of bio and chem majors in it. Mm -hmm. And we did like a real easy lab on day one. And I was like, it's kind of like a lab slash activity. It doesn't take real long. And they're like measuring reaction time by dropping a meter stick and trying to catch it. Mm -hmm. It's fun. And um, uh, one of the girls was like, so in the future, is there a dress code for lab? And I couldn't even figure out what she meant at first. And then I was like, oh, right. There's like other labs have like long pants, closed toed shoes. And I was like, no, there's nothing that could get on you. Yeah. Huh. Wow. All right. News to me. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like you're standing behind glass doing either by hand or on a whiteboard or on a computer equations behind glass. Oh, but sorry, not physicists <laughs> in general. <laughs> Not physicists in general. These dudes who are in white oh, coats. I'm so oh, sorry. okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just always put us behind glass. I don't know. I never asked. Um, so, uh, so they are. Uh, so the guy leaves, and there's only one man left. This guy's Surnow, and so he's trying to figure out what the problem is. And so he goes into the like wind tunnel itself to go like push some buttons, test stuff. Yeah. And then Roland the janitor comes in and all of a sudden he looks like evil hmm. and he locks the doors and he, I don't know, dials up the wind tunnel to 11. Basically <laughs> um, he turns it on full blast and you see like the wind increasing, increasing in terms of Mach, whatever. Okay. Um, you know, Mach one, Mach yeah. two, it's going up and up. And the guy is freaking out and yelling, let me out. Who's doing this? Mm -hmm. You know? And in the meantime, Roland is writing on the board, uh, finishing the equation and correcting it. Okay. Um, and you can see that like Roland seems initially in the first scene with him, like, like maybe he has some sort of mental handicap. Um, we'll talk more about what they do with that. And, yeah. uh, and, but then now he's, you know, finishing an equation and has, I was like, this is before Goodwill hunting. This is yeah. Three years well, before Goodwill hunting came out. Yeah. So it's interesting you say that because, so I haven't watched Roland in a long time. Um, 
And what I remember about it is just physics wasn't yeah. the best episode. Yeah. Um, basically. But um I also remembered, let me pull it up. Hold on. She's remembering. She's pulling things up. It's happening. I was just going to have Zach cut that out, but. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess we can be suspenseful. Um, Oh, I should remember. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't remember the exact name of the article. Um, Roland was also featured on the 10 most embarrassing X-Files episodes on that Vulture article. That's right. Yes. And. Uh, Well-deserved. A well-deserved thing yeah yes. gender bender and shapes were also included um, and season one not acquitting itself real well there no um and the first sentence is this was the what's eating gilbert grape meets goodwill hunting embarrassment episode oh my god so, that is really well put yeah that is exactly what this is yeah. yeah it also reminded me that the guy who plays roland um was in True Blood. He played the Magister. If oh, okay. Knows. I never saw True, True Blood. Blood. Um, oh, the first few seasons were so good. Hmm. Yeah, the last one really went off the rails, but hmm. the first couple were great. So, anyway, we're getting back to my favorite scene in the episode, oh. which is when Cernal, the scientist who's trapped back there, goes flying through the air past this window, <laughs> just woo, like. <laughs> just zooms by um and and crashes into the wall and he dies um okay. but yeah just the image is i don't know hilarious like there's something just like woo, there he goes um i feel like it's in the same category of unintentionally hilarious of the like the scene that everybody thinks is funny when the person falls in titanic and hits the propeller and uh, dies like yeah it's it's that category of thing um yeah. And so I started looking it up, like how much wind does it take to knock somebody off their feet? Yes. I'm curious. Would you like to guess? Ooh, okay. Um, Let's start with just like how much would it take to knock the average person kind of down? Probably not to like make them zoom through the air like the cow in the movie Twister, but. Okay. So I'm trying to remember. I went through a recent period of reading a lot about tornadoes. Oh, nice. Um, because William had questions, my eight-year-old. Um, but I'm forgetting now. I, I would say maybe, say, 70 miles per hour. That is exactly right. Oh! Very right. nice. <laughs> yeah, they say around 70 is when it could start knocking people down. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, and Mach, uh, Mach 1, the speed of sound, is 767 miles an hour. So oh. you're well off your feet at that point yeah so really when he goes zooming through the air that should have happened much sooner it doesn't take you being at like Mach 3 you don't need to be at like 2100 miles an hour or more you know right in order to go zooming through the air from wind um yeah well how much but what's the zooming through the air (laughs) well I had a harder time finding (laughs) that but I'm gonna extrapolate if it takes 70 to knock you down yeah that surely it wouldn't need to be 30 times larger to blow you through the air. Although as I'm saying that, maybe, I don't know. Um, But the thing about this particular device is they talk about in the next scene is 
Mulder and Scully are walking in and Mulder's like, you know, I, I can't believe this actually exists. And they really do it. It's been like theorized, but um, they've built a wind tunnel that can get up to Mach 15. And yeah. I looked it up and even now today, like wind tunnels are that are hypersonic, meaning yeah. going faster than the speed of sound. That's like between five and 15, uh, uh, between Mach 5 and Mach 15. Okay. Um, so you know, in 1994 going Mach 15, I, I do feel like that's a reasonable number to be like wowed by in 1994, but it's not insane. Oh, um, yeah. What, um, why would anyone want to do that? They don't address that in okay. the episode. <laughs> and I mean, there's probably all sorts of reasons. I haven't really thought about it, to be yeah. honest. I mean, to make cool videos with people pretending to skydive. Um, <laughs> No, there's probably other reasons. You probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't need Mach 15 for that. No, you probably wouldn't, as we no. talked about. Yeah. Well, and um, so I just quickly looked up, and um, EF5 category tornadoes mm, are mm-hmm. more than 200 miles per hour. Wow. And know that that would for sure lift someone yeah. off their feet. So, yeah. So yeah. there we go. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so Mulder and Scully come to investigate this death, and... I was like, Mulder is actually somewhat down to earth in this episode for Mulder in that um, uh, Mulder and Scully are chatting as they're walking in and he's talking about, oh, I can't believe they did this. And she's like, do you think this is UFO technology? And he's like, no, I don't. Um, I I think it's identified. I don't think it's any unidentified anything or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he doesn't think aliens are involved. And the reason he's interested is that Cernow is the second scientist to die in six months on this project. The other one was a guy named Arthur Grable, and he died in a car accident. Okay. And so if you're Neither of those seem very related. No, I agree. I was like, it's a car (laughs) accident. Um, But Scully is thinking that maybe it's industrial espionage because they're finally getting up to Mach 15 and Hmm. someone is killing them because of it. Uh, But when they go and they do the investigation, um, you know, they see like this other Mulder notices the handwriting is different on the rest of the equation and asks the scientists and they're all like, who could have done this? We don't know. And they look at who's been swiped in and they're like, well, the only person here was this janitor, Roland. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the scientists are super jerky and like, uh, Roland's not exactly a rocket scientist. He couldn't have done this. And, uh, and so they, uh, Mulder and Scully go and they talk to Roland. He lives in a group home. Um, so, okay. Yeah. It, it struck me as one of those things where they were like, just generally, we're going to make him have that like, like sort of like rain man thing where he yeah. counts everything. And so they refer to him once as autistic, but mm-hmm. then another time they say like, he has like mental handicap and like, isn't that intelligent? So it, like, it just seems like they're just kind of playing it however they want it for the plot. And I did right. not like it. It made me very uncomfortable. Similar um, to how in shapes, I want to say, as we talked about, we did talk about this in shapes, but no one heard us. Right. <laughs> yes. That was the episode that never was. And it was yeah. so good. Too. I know. It was a really uh, good one. We invented Mach 16. Um <laughs> Yes, right on air um, somehow. (laughs) Um, No, but similar to Shapes, how one of the issues was that they just kind of made a conglomerate of Native American tropes to represent one made up tribe. It's not like they're doing a similar thing with any sort of atypical 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I didn't, didn't like. No. Um, and so, uh, roll, uh, while Mulder and Scully are talking to Roland, um, Mulder sort of like secretly snags this piece of paper that Roland had been writing on and it has a number on it, like 1576, something like that, a five digit number, so maybe 15656, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but Mulder's grabbing it so he can compare the handwriting. Okay. And so they take it to their handwriting expert and the handwriting expert is like, no, these aren't the same. Ah. But then a little bit later, um, uh, they are, oh, I wrote down the number for some reason, 15626, if anyone ah. is interested. Um, they also show Roland at night in the home and he's having nightmares. And in his nightmares, you're seeing scenes from what he did previously to this guy in the wind tunnel. Okay. Um, then we see a scene where Keats, who's the man who was mean to him initially, yeah. is working alone in the lab at night and someone clocks him on the head with a beaker and (laughs) that's not a thing (laughs) i know i was like this is a very powerful beaker and he like falls down and is kind of disabled for a moment by it and he's bleeding and so then the guy picks him up and like i don't know drowned is the right word kills him in a vat of liquid nitrogen Ooh, yeah yeah i've told you like in college we did use oh my god I just thought of the one occasion where we did have to wear close-toed shoes. Oh, liquid nitrogen? I guess nitrogen? we did in li- use when we would do experiments with liquid nitrogen. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we used to dare each other. You'd take off your ring, any rings first, and then you would dunk your hand in the doer of liquid nitrogen real, real quickly. Yeah, don't um, do that, anyone listening. Don't. I mean, I don't actually think I ever had the nerve to do it. I would encourage That's other good. people to, but I'm not encouraging them to do it now. No. Um, but if you do it fast enough, it's okay. But, uh, you know. Not. You can seriously I mean, it, damage your hand. Well, if you're dumb and you leave it in there. Well. <laughs> don't <laughs> leave it in the there. Don't we're soak right. it in there like you're getting a manicure. Um, <laughs> sorry, what were you we, going to say? We had a candle burning on the table the other day, and he must have seen this somewhere, but William was like, what would happen if I touched the flame? And we are like, well, you burn yourself. Yeah. So, what if I got my fingers wet first, and then I touched the flame? And we are like, well, then your hand would be wet, and you would burn yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, you should have told him to try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that um, episode of Parks and Rec where she goes on a date with Will Arnett and uh, and he does that to like try to impress. Lesbian oh, that's right. Yeah. All I remember about that is him saying, no, go Badgers. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, so. All right. All right. So he's dumped in the vat of liquid nitrogen. He's killed. And uh, then they go and they look at like, there's the computer. Somebody has been working on it and like finishing up some experiment. Mm -hmm. And who's the last person to log in? Oh, it's some login called Arthur. Hmm. And so they're trying to log in and they're like, well, we don't know the password. No one knows it. And Mulder's like, try one six or one five, six, two, six, the number that Roland was writing on the piece of paper and it works and they get in and it looks like. Like, but, how often do people actually guess passwords? Like, I think I almost like, never. Almost never. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe it's happened once. Yeah. If yeah. you have ever guessed someone's password correctly, ever, please tell us. Yes, I would like to know if that actually is a thing. I mean, like, I I just don't believe it. No. That's, no. that's the most unrealistic part to me <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> that you would just see something and know it's someone's password. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Um, he wrote down a lot of other stuff. He drew a flower. Should you write down <laughs> flower as a password? Um, anyway, it looks like somebody's been continuing Arthur Grable's work. Arthur Grable's the guy who got in the car accident six months prior. And so um, they show, again, Roland is having nightmares. Mulder and Scully go and talk to him. And he talks about how Arthur Grable was really nice to him at work. Okay. He was like the one guy who was nice. And he, then he mentions people die. They're not supposed to come back. And... Yeah. I feel like that's reasonable. Um, yeah. And Mulder thinks that Grable may have staged his death and is coming back. Uh, Again, a sensible approach for Mulder to take. Yes, very. When huh. does Mulder think that and not ghosts or I mean, possession or something? One episode ago, he immediately thought that Charlie Morris was, yeah. uh, you know, the Michelle the reincarnated. Yeah. yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. Right. But uh, but when it involves physicists, I don't apparently know. it's different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then they do some research and they find out. Oh, Grable and Roland are both from Seattle and they have the same birthday. Huh. Yeah. And so uh, Roland was like they don't know who his parents were. He was adopted, and so that was unclear. But um, they they do some more scenes of Roland having these visions and being very upset by them that I just felt like. I can't watch this anymore. Like, stop making me watch yeah. these scenes. Um, they they talk more to, like, the one scientist who's not dead, who at this point, um, who would that be? That's Nolit. Okay. He's okay. one of the guys that we saw. And, and he's, like, talking about Arthur. And they went to school together. And, you know, he liked pranks and all this stuff. And, um, and then they discover, oh, turns out he's not technically dead. He's cryogenically frozen. What? Yes. So Arthur, the guy who got the car accident, has been cryogenically frozen. And All right, a, I need to interrupt. Is yeah. Disney actually cryogenically frozen? I looked it up once and I can't on remember. Um I can't remember. I okay. know that we looked it up previously. Um, why is this not the first thing when people search Walt Disney and then type the letter C? It should just be immediately available. Uh, unfortunately, it is false, says Snopes.com. Okay. All right. I am disappointed. What a weird um, rumor then to get started. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really really weird that's yeah. a good point um okay. all right but arthur grable arthur grable is yes. cryogenically frozen okay. and they like right. go and they look at his tank mm -hmm. and there it is and it's very cold he's in liquid nitrogen and yeah that's not gonna do that to tissue i mean is he like completely like i mean from what it sounds like he wasn't in very good shape to begin with because of the car accident okay so are you sure I really he's in liquid nitrogen or are you extrapolating? I, no, I believe they say that because I thought, oh, will that be meaningful? Because they mentioned it earlier when that guy died in there. Huh. Yeah. That no. doesn't seem right to me though. No. But as a biologist, I am calling that one false. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, and so they start thinking about like, um, you know, what is the connection between Grable and Roland? And they find out that, um, so I can't 
remember exactly what it was, but they saw one had the other's name on like a donor card for like, if they need like tissue or something donated and they, they figure out, I mean, they basically just guess that these guys are brothers. Okay. And so, um, Mulder talks to Roland more, um, Roland gets upset, more scenes of that, la la la. Um, One thing I want to note is that Mulder says to Scully, you have a brother, right? And she says, I have an older brother and a younger brother. (gasps) I don't think she does. No. Yeah. He has an older brother and an older sister. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, because they become real important in later seasons. So I guess even this late in the game in season one, that hadn't been established. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we had met Scully's parents in Beyond the Sea, but yeah. did we, we didn't I don't, see her siblings. Did I we? don't think we did see her siblings. Okay. No. Interesting. Um, and so uh, Mulder talks about the psychic connection between siblings. And that is the game <laughs> you and I are going to play. All right. Yeah. Should I finish talking about the episode and then we play the game? Because we're almost at the end. Here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so basically, Mulder goes to look for Nolet. And my notes say Nolet is up to no good. Mm. Um, he is sneaking into the cryo facility and turning up the heat on, <laughs> on the body of Grable. Um and, and Scully is like, they couldn't be psychically linked. One of them is dead. And he's like, he's not dead. He's in a state no one has ever come back from. So because he's like cryogenically frozen, he's like communicating with his secret brother. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And um, so the temperature is changing rapidly. Roland is back at the wind tunnel. Nolet returns there. And uh, Roland is now pretty much entirely Arthur Grable. Like, he's okay. like coming through real strong. And so Nola is talking to him and he shares that quote about like, the only reason I got as far as I had is because I stood on the shoulders of giants or that's okay. paraphrasing, but that famous quote, uh, which by the way, was said in part to taunt Robert Hook for being so short. Wait, um, really? Yes. People hate Robert Hook. Wait, do they? They really? do. Well, his contemporaries do. Yeah. He was like, I didn't know that a brilliant man, but like, there's a lot of like, I invented this. No, I invented this, like a lot of tension and yeah, not a well-liked individual. And so that was like a sideways jab at his height. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. That is like, (laughs) see, this is why you should study the history of science. So you can just learn about people being like petty to each other. Um, Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so Arthur speaking through Roland is like, you stole my work. And, uh, to which, uh, what's his name? The other scientist, Nolet replies yeah. quite reasonably, in my opinion, you're dead. <laughs> I'm continuing the work. And, uh, and he basically, this is all driven because Arthur Grable is mad. People were getting credit for his work and continuing his work. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, if any, like, I don't know. Of course he was. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like the number of women and minorities that have just been completely, you know, not given credit, not given yeah. credit for Absolutely. their actual work. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he comes back from his cryogenic freezing to psychically link with his janitor brother and murder people for building on his work. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, so, like, so that's what's happening. Oh my God. Yeah. Get over yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so Mulder and Scully show up just in time to keep um, Nolet from being blown away by oh. Roland slash Grable. Okay. And they, they talk Roland into turning the machine down and like Roland himself is able to kind of get control and stop Arthur Grable from killing. Oh, we did miss another face technology scene where they take this old this picture of arthur grable and he's got a beard and glasses and they're like remove the beard click 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 (laughs) the beard is gone now um age him this way now remove the glasses and then it's 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 roland and (laughs) it's just i don't know the idea of there just being like a little keystroke thing to just completely remove a beard in 1994 (laughs) it's awesome wow yeah um so it ends on this like really bummer note of like they're like look we're hoping that you know we're going to argue that roland shouldn't be held accountable for these deaths um but it's like roland packing up to go and like be i don't know if it's like a trial or just like a pre-thing but he's like gonna have to leave this home and he's saying bye to his friend who is sad and it's just like a weird sad slow scene that just made me think like Did they just want to give this actor like more time to play this character and be like, you know, oh, it's so meaningful. I don't know. Hmm. I did not like it. Yeah. But that's okay because it is time for our game. Okay. Now, if the game involves you just guessing if it's heads or tails on my coin. Yeah. That's, I mean, you've got a 50-50 chance. That's some pretty. Well, we're not just going to do it once. We're going to do it a bunch. Okay, and but it's still I have a 50, coin. 50 chance either way. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement. Um, okay. All right. Explain yeah. it to me. Let me not get okay. into myself. <laughs> well, it's, I was looking online for if there were any stories or whatever about siblings being psychic. And I found this coin flip simulation where you see that, uh, eventually, after multiple guesses, it'll settle down at 50-50, right and wrong. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't want to do that because it's a fake coin. And I want to test, are we psychic with each other? Not just, are we reading the computer program's mind? Uh, mm-hmm. So um, how we'll do this is I'm going to keep score. Okay. And we're going to do it 10 times for you, 10 times for me. I know that's probably not enough to be scientifically st- significant. Sure. If we can go quickly, we can do more, but I don't want to bore people too much. And are we trying to get the same flip? Oh, no. That no. Oh. What will happen is you will flip it. Right. I will guess what it, you will look at the coin. I will guess what it said. And you'll tell me if it was right or wrong. Shouldn't we? Okay. All right. <laughs> but again, that's just a 50-50 guess. Well, yeah. But if <laughs> on average, let's say we do 10 guesses and I get like no okay 10 again is not that many let's say we did we won't but if we did like 100 guesses and i got 65 of them correct eventually you start to go hmm maybe she's a little bit psychic because they're sisters okay all right all right okay okay all right so well first first you'll flip and i'll guess and you'll tell me if it's right or wrong i can't flip a coin i'm just gonna shake it in my hands that's fine i've got what i'm gonna do from Look at the coin. Heads. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I got one right. I-, I wish we had video because 
Tails. Yes. <laughs> Tails. No. Damn it. Okay. Um, heads. No. <laughs> oh, come on. I was feeling really good. All right. Keep going. Heads. No. <laughs> I was really trying that time. Okay. Tails. Yes. Awesome. Okay. All right. Um, How many was that? That's six. Okay. Heads. Yes. Yes. Heads. Yes. Yes. Tails. No. Damn. Heads. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I got five right and five wrong. Okay. <laughs> Suggesting <laughs> I'm not reading your mind, but maybe you're reading mine. All right. So now we're going to find out and okay. I will mark it down. Okay. Wait, hang on. I actually can't see what this says. I don't, is that tails? That has a head on it. So it's heads. Okay. So let's, let's try that again. Okay. Okay. Tails. No. Tails. No. <laughs> Tails. Yes. Heads. Yes. Heads. Yes. Tails. Yes. Tails. Yes. Hmm. Heads. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Heads. No. Heads. Yes. Hold on. Let me count how many that was. That was 10. Okay. What did you I get? Got, you got seven right and three wrong. All right. So Not preliminary, preliminary data suggests Helen might be slightly psychic. All right. We'll not, test it. Uh, not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, just have an entire podcast episode <laughs> you just like a hundred times. <laughs> We'll be like bonus episode coming out, everyone. <laughs> it's just a solid hour of that, dude. Should we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell us at we want to believe <laughs> at gmail.com. Do you want to see us or hear us? Hear us <laughs> <laughs> to predict coin flips for a solid hour. <laughs> It's uh, I listened to a podcast called Boring Books for Bedtime, and I feel like this would fall under the same category <laughs> of content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, 
And no spooky stories this week, right? Nope, no spooky stories. Uh, please send them in. Um, otherwise, we'll be left thinking there's nothing spooky in yeah. the world. And we know that's not true. And we're just going to continue this coin flip game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> For every week, we don't have a spooky story. We'll repeat the coin flip game. Perfect. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So, well, just a reminder for... Next week, Erlenmeyer Flask, read yes. the X-Files Origins, Agent yes. of Chaos, and subscribe, like, share, give us reviews, help people listen to us, because where else are they going to get quality psychic coin flipping <laughs> content but on this podcast? <laughs> All right. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. That was a good one.